Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to another Sunday night to another episode of Fear the Walking Dead. Recap after show on AfterBuzz TV. We're going to break down Season 2, Episode 5, Captive. I'm joined by Simon Thompson and Ashley Chapman. I'm really excited to talk about it. This is a big Alicia Devin Carey episode. Let's get straight into it. See you guys in just a second. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now... Let the buzz begin! Oh yeah! 1970s Thin Lizzy! I just want to sing along. Do it! I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> you should! You can't lead us in like that. I would sing along, but only if I could sing along in a British accent, and I don't know how to do that. Enough with the accents! <laughs> don't! Seriously! No, we're really offensive. We apologize. Uh, welcome to the show, guys! Welcome to AfterBuzz TV and yet another episode of Fear the Walking Dead After Show. I, just like I said in the intro, I'm joined by Simon Thompson and Ashley Chapman. Hello! Yes! Nice. Happy. Thank you. Happy yes. Mother's Day. Yeah, happy to Mother's all the Day. Mothers out there. Yeah. We didn't mention we didn't mention that during watching this episode. And Madison, all her love for her children, even once. Yes. Yeah. But we'll talk about it now. Exactly. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so this is this is season two, episode five, titled "Captive." It was mm-hmm. a very exciting episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we only have two more episodes before the mid-season finale, mm. so we're we're winding right into the end of the first half of this second season. A really great season, in my opinion. Yeah. It is a great season. We've we've said this that all the episodes so far this season have been really strong. Yeah. Right? yeah. And but this one is, I think, looking at the chat. Yeah. Um, is the one that people have got the most excited about, which okay. I'm, I'm quite surprised by because. It's probably not the most intense. Yeah. But I think there's been a lot of stuff going on in this one. Yeah. That just ramped it up in a very different way to the other episodes. Less action. Yeah. But more personality. Higher yeah. stakes, yeah. maybe. It's less intense in certain ways, but there mm. is a lot of tension there. And I think yeah. it's doing a really beautiful thing of sort of setting up, you know, future relationships, future conflict. And we're kind of seeing those seeds being sown. So yeah. I really like this episode. I don't I don't think it was my favorite thus far. I think some of the previous ones I probably liked a little bit more as, as, as just in terms of overall all the elements. But so far, I really like this one just as far as how they're really setting this up for um, future episodes and future storylines. And some people are really getting their shit together. Yeah. And other people oh, are yeah. completely losing their shit, mm-hmm. yes. well, which I like. And something we're, I think we're starting to see is that Season one, we we met all these characters, mm. and they were very much like sort of uh, caricatures of their stereotype, their role within you know yeah. with, within the group. And so in this season, now we're starting to see the dramatic seeds uh, seeds sown, as you said. But we're also seeing now you have these caricatures, these people you're familiar with, and we're starting to see them veer off. Yeah. Yeah. We're starting to see actually you know a character like Chris, which is a great example of one who he sort of who is this brooding character. We all were a little annoyed, and now he's getting really interesting. Yeah. Now yeah. he's mm-hmm. becoming sort you know. So I think that's really cool, and you know you have to. You have to establish your characters through a certain number of episodes to, to get that kind of payoff, and I think that's what we're starting to get. So without further ado, we're going to start breaking this down. I should remind everybody, of course, please leave your thoughts, comments below uh, on YouTube. Find us on iTunes. Give us a rating, review, please. It helps us stay high in the standings. We provide free content. We would like to continue to provide free content, that's the way we do it. Um, if you guys want to follow along on Twitter, mm. you can find any one of us on Twitter. I am Ben Bateman. You can find me at Ben Bateman Media. Uh, I, I tweet actively about this show, so any questions you have for me, more than happy to respond. And guys, I'm on Twitter, Ashley underscore Chapman, and on Facebook, Ashley Chapman. Let's get the conversation going. Uh, and 
I'm on Twitter, um, Showbiz Simon, uh, and then on Facebook, uh, Facebook.com forward slash This Is Simon Thompson. And he's in the chat. Yeah, I am in the chat. chat. I'm kind of the secretary, so I'm wearing uh, just stockings. Our beautiful, lovely under the desk. Se- oh, our <laughs> sexy it. secretary. Yeah. I'm wearing them this week. I forgot them last week. <laughs> and Simon yes. will so we'll interact with you guys on the chat. So yeah, if you want absolutely. It, we'll, we'll read it off at certain points of the show. One last thing to remember, everybody, is prepare your Carol Watch prediction at the end of the show. Every episode, we do a thing where we kind of go around the table. We predict who do we think is the undercover badass that by the end of the yeah. season will be sort of that undercover uh, commando type of character like mm. Carol became in the first Walking Dead. So we'll be sharing that at the end during predictions. Without further ado, let's get straight into it. Let's start out where uh, Alicia gets her stake taken by a pregnant woman. Bitch. I was like, oh my I mean, God. I, I know pregnant women get hungry. Yeah. You know, they right. get cravings. She, she was but... eating for two, guys. Yeah, Come on, well, cut some slack. Yeah, but taking somebody's steak. <laughs> I know, that was. And it looked good. And Alicia looked like she was grubbing on that steak, too. Oh, yeah. She looked like she was hungry. She and... was, like, hesitant. <laughs> and then she was, like, you know and what? And then she's, like, you know what? This is Bob's steak. I'm going to just dive right in. I know. <laughs> it's an Omaha steak, you know? It she is. She's, like, I'll, I'll take advantage of this. Yep. But, uh, you know, blame it on hormones or whatever you want. But, I mean, obviously, yeah, There's there was that tension there, the pregnant woman didn't really trust her so you know we have a lot of that going on I think there's kind of we've seen a lot of this we saw it in The Walking Dead and we're seeing it here there's a lot of matriarchal stuff yeah. yeah, you know women are really standing their ground going this this is my place whether it's an island whether it's their family whether it's a position on a boat whether it's a stake it's kind of like this is mine back right. the hell off yep so, I'm the woman here. Something I thought was really funny. Uh, I was live tweeting this. My first tweet was about the steak. Mm. And, uh, I did see that. Yes. Well, well, so she, you know, as a character, she's a character that's obviously a big audience that wants her to turn into a badass. She's, yeah. There's, like, a lot of support for Alicia Debenham Carey to, yeah. to, have that, to have that change. And I saw her take the steak. And she gets up and she goes after her. I was like, oh, my God, is this going to be the moment where we see? Can we see her over shine the steak? Was that, was that gonna, needed a steak? Is she going to go and just, like, push her over the edge of the boat? <laughs> you <laughs> took my steak. <laughs> uh, but, no, we didn't quite get that payoff. Yeah. So... Uh, Maybe another episode. We'll yeah. save that later. Although when she went out, obviously she was going, I've got to follow the lady with my steak. She goes out there, realizes that the boat yeah. is on land, and yeah. is like, forget the steak. Yeah. Yeah. This We're really on land for fuck's sake. Yeah. How yeah. did that happen? Yeah, so I think soon the steak became plan B. Right. And I was not expecting the boat to be on land. Yeah, no. same I here. I just assumed, because everything else that's waterborne is in the water, right. yeah. didn't see it going on the dry dock. But it makes sense because, mm. you know, they were waiting for Reed and then the other two, um, yeah. you know, the other two unknowns that we didn't really get their names. So, yeah. I mean, it makes sense that they would kind of stay somewhere in the vicinity and I'm right. sure they had that plan, like, let's all meet up. But, yeah, it's interesting, um, just that whole plan of attack, you know. And then with them, you know, being so sedentary, too, it's like they're kind of exposed and open a little bit, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I know that they have their radar there, but I just thought that was interesting, too. It's like, you know, you kind of, they kind of set up this this compound almost yeah. a little yeah. bit um, with all these boats but they're still pretty exposed so anyone could just sort of show up right. and, and sort of ravage and pillage like they did with other boats. Well, Military wise it's a great position because you're not only land based and elevated so you can see everything else you can track all the other boats but right. if you get in trouble ain't nobody going to circle around you True. because you're on dry land you, you've got the advantage over everybody else in the water which, right. is, which is good. Water can be fast it can slow you down as well. Yes, well, yeah. I, I thought it was interesting that, uh, and, and I suppose we'll just jump around a little bit here, but obviously the way the episode ends, when mm. we first talk to Connor at the beginning of the episode, and we start to get a sense of who he is and what his role is going to be, I thought he was going to be around for at least a minute. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, that was a pretty quick exit. Mm. This this just turned out to be a just like a pivot point for the story, I guess. Yeah. It doesn't seem like there's gonna, they're going to have to contend with the whole ton of people mm. with the loss of Connor yeah. or read both. Same here. I, I wasn't expecting the reunion between Alicia and Travis and Madison and the group to be as quick. I was just, you know, hoping it probably would extend 
yeah. over the last few episodes or maybe even into the mid-season finale. So, I mean, I, I think that they're probably, you know, there's a reason for it. They're, it's, they're setting it up for there to be even more conflict and for there to be mm. even more repercussions for those those actions. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I wonder what it would have been like if they kind of had stretched that out a little bit more right. and, and sort of delved into those characters a little bit more. Well, I think what's really interesting that we're seeing, and we, we constantly compare it because it's a companion show to, right. to Walking Dead, is where The Walking Dead creates uh, characters like um, the governor, yeah. like Negan. You know, they bring them in and they last for a while. Sometimes like they, they don't like Alicia Witt's character. She died yeah. within one episode. But most of them are there and they're a key part of the story. I like the fact that the guys who are behind this show yeah. are kind of like, I'm going to introduce someone who's really strong has a key position and a very specific role within the whole fabric of things, but they may be in it for one episode, they might be in it for three, they might go away, they might come back. Yeah, right. It doesn't have that kind of like, this is the bad guy for this part of the season. Yeah. You know, I, I like what they're doing. It is different. It doesn't feel like you're watching something that's very similar mm-hmm. to yeah. the other show. I, I, I enjoy that. Yeah. So Keeps now, you on your toes. Before the exchange that we talked about, mm. uh, we, we just start to see a little bit more of Alicia and Jack's relationship, which is a really interesting relationship because mm-hmm. they're towing the line here you're not supposed to really know is it is she playing him all the way is she a little bit in is she actually on board is he on board with her is yeah. he going to run away yeah uh, there was an interesting exchange at the end of the episode when he says to her, is that really who you want to be with? Um, you know, the, the people who would do something like that. And it's like the way he asks it, it's like, well, of course, it's her family, man. Yeah. Mm. What are you talking about? She, she's known you for like a day. Yeah. Like, of course she wants to be with her family. <laughs> uh, but, but I mean, it's interesting. He, you, you predicted last week, Simon, that you thought he was going to become a bit more of a, an actual main character. Yeah. He was going to grow into like a more interesting character. Yeah. Uh, because obviously in, in the post-apocalyptic world, the fabric of all the relationships is, it's very recent. So if he starts working for Connor, it, that could be a relationship that's within a couple weeks long. Yeah. Um, he finds himself in a situation where he's falling for a girl. I mean, he could jump ship, no pun intended, easily. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, th- I think that that's an interesting relationship. Now, do you think that even now, with her jumping in the water and running away, do you think that he'll he'll still have a role? Or do you Hell think- yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That look in his eyes was mm-hmm. kind of like, it's not damn you, it. but yeah. I'm, I, want to, I want to be with you. So now he's questioning whether he goes... Screw you, Connor. Yeah. I'm I'm because obviously he doesn't know he's dead. He's gonna go, I'm gonna go and yeah. do this. I'm gonna go with you and I'm gonna join you. But then he has to find his position because he now he's now very much an outsider. He's still seen as yeah. you know and there's there's a point where he said to her, um, you know, you 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 hooked me in. I can't remember the exact It's the line the line that he said yeah. was uh uh, you you reeled me in. You reeled me in, and she's like, "No, no, I didn't. I didn't mean to." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which so I, I wasn't. Yeah, but it's something we saw with a lot of characters today. There were a lot of people who were going like, "Is this the person you want to be? Can you trust your family?" Yeah. And we saw this, um, you know, a couple of times with a number of characters. There are a lot of people going, you know, do you want to be with this group or that group? And it right. is. We are seeing these lines starting to to appear, and it's not clear cut. So a yeah. lot of people are are questioning their position and wondering, okay, I thought this was the right team to be with, but mm. really is there strength in numbers or is there yeah. strength in the smaller group? And how ruthless do we have to be to actually survive? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think we've seen the last of him. The look on his face was like, yeah. yeah, I'm not going anywhere. He doesn't have anything to stay there for now. Right, well, he was also, he seemed to be like, so, so when she was making the plan to go talk to Travis and get out of there, I mean, he was planning on like betraying and turning his back on the group. Yeah. So he was already on board with running away with yeah. her. Yeah. Um, which is surprising that at the end there, she didn't just say, come with me. Yeah, interesting. Um, well, I that think... he didn't offer, yeah. can I come with you, you know, mm. type of thing. Because I'm sure they probably would have been, I mean, maybe it would have been some issues with it, but I mean, it's one person, you know, they've, they've come in and like sort of pillaged everything. I think she also probably looked at it and she was just like, 
as much as he's agreeing to help me see Travis and get out of here, you know, he's a means to an end for her. Now that she's got, she's free to go, she's kind of thinking to herself, even if I a little bit have a crush on this guy, or I'm a little bit kind of in on this guy, mm. I don't want to, like, invite him to the boat again and have to deal with my family That's and true. this guy. Like, it's, he's not worth it, yeah. you know? It's a traumatic situation. She needs to get out of there. She needs to get away from dangerous people. Yeah, and again, she, you know, she was somewhat responsible for them actually making it to the Abigail in the first right. place. Yeah. So I think it's like, okay, I have to kind of sever ties just to make things right and then to, just to ensure that this doesn't happen again. Right. I think their reasons for, for being together and, and sort of following the route that they were following are very different because I think he does genuinely feel affection for her. Yeah. yeah. And I think the, the role that is kind of like, okay, if I come with you, it's because you need me. Right. I'm helping you escape. We're doing this together. And she's kind of going, well, I could do it with or without you. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily need your help. And her connection was less about emotional right. and it was totally more functional um, and obviously his relationship with the rest of the let's refer to them as pirates right. was very much kind of like you know what can you do we heard this from um, uh, what's her name who came back um, Alex right yep and she was like you know Connor when 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 Connor found her, was like, what do you do? What's your purpose? She's like, I have, I can give yeah. you this boat. So yeah. for him, it was kind of like, it was an emotional and personal thing rather than a, I'm really good at doing X and Y. Mm-hmm. So that's my position within the group. So yeah. I think there's, it's an interesting dynamic. It's a less functional and more, you know, visceral and emotional um, connection. Uh, someone else uh, in here, Winterwolf915 uh, says, he's such a stalker. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. is. He oh, does. yeah. I mean... The definition yeah. of a stalker. Oh, Christ. Yeah. You wouldn't swipe left on Tinder if that lunatic <laughs> yeah. liked your picture. You know you're in for a bad date. You, yeah. Maybe you'll end up in a trunk. You know, no. I don't know. Um, I don't have a good feeling about him. I mean, I, you think he might be a relevant character and stick around. I mean, he might, but I, I got the feeling Alicia almost, mm. she almost killed the pregnant woman. Like, I thought for a second she was going to pull the knife that we didn't even see her use. Yeah. I, mean, I think it was a switchblade, but I'm not... Yeah. Uh, yeah, they never really... Yeah. No, I, I think... That. Yeah, I mean, I thought exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I, this is going to be the turning point for her where she's going to kill her first person. Two people. Because she'll be yeah. killing a mother Baby, and a child. Yeah. And yeah. that's... That would be Day. a big. That would suck. I know, right? Yeah, that would <laughs> be a lot. Didn't even take our flowers. Awesome and Killjoy, yeah. Yeah, so I think there would have been two from a story point of view and from a show point of view. I think that would have been yeah. a bit too much. I thought she was going to kill her too. Yeah, um, but yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, so we have their relationship, and mm. Jack is kind of falling, and Alicia seems to be a little confused as to exactly what she wants. Yeah. Um, now, at the same time, uh, on the same boat, we have Travis downstairs in the dungeon, mm. and Alex approaches him, and she looks pretty different. She looks pretty different. Her yeah. hair's, like, got crazy and curly and frizzy, which is one of those things where I'm just like, I wonder if they were just like, okay, we... Was she wearing was she wearing something else before? Was her hair up in a ponytail? Or I thought something? it was back. I thought it was back. Yeah. yeah, that's what it was. But I mean, got real knows? frizzy. I real mean, fast. you know, like who knows what happened during the time that that she was still on the raft? Yeah, with, right. Um, uh, what was the other guy who she was on the raft the with? Kid. Oh, yeah, the kid. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Brent, so, Brendan Myers, the actor. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I mean, a lot could have happened. I mean, just being on sea, all speaking for all the ladies out there, being on the, you know, sea water, like sometimes that can, the salt yeah. in the air can make I know, I have the same crazy. problem I know, whenever right? I go to the beach. It's it's the frizz. It just, it just doesn't it's behave, not easy. right? Oh, oh, it's oh, like an animal in and all of itself. Um, but yeah, so I mean, she definitely looked very, very different. Yeah. Uh, almost kind of like she had been through a lot right. of stuff, you know, like very, very hard life. I, I thought it was very interesting that she focused a lot of her anger onto Travis because I get that mm. he was the one that put yeah. them in the raft, 
But it was very clear and obvious that he was he was trying to advocate for them in some way, you yeah, know, right. versus just leaving them stranded. He was trying to find a middle ground. So yeah. I thought that was very interesting that her her fixation and her anger was directed towards Travis and not really Strand, who was the person that cut the raft, yeah. you know, um, because if he hadn't, maybe they'd still be with the Abigail. Maybe there would have been some hope of them coming on board and them living. Um, so, yeah, what did you guys think about it that is, It situation? is interesting that she focused the energy on him to the point that she said to Connor, the guy that I want yeah. is Travis. Bring Travis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, yeah, and I'm wondering, and it, I might be completely off the mark here with that, but um, I'm wondering if the fact that, because Strand, he, he clearly can yeah. kick ass. Yeah. yeah. You, you, in, in a fight, if you're going to fight anyone on the boat, yeah. don't want to pick a fight with Strand. Yeah, he will knock you out. So it's kind of like he's he can be an object that you can actually get one up on. If you feel more powerful than that individual, you're more likely to be able to, in any situation, overpower him or take something out. Right. Yeah. You're not going to take... And you know that there's more behind Strand as well. I and mean, obviously she doesn't particularly know this. Yeah. But he's not a guy that says, mess with me on his forehead. True. For me at this point, on the note of Strand, I now that we've watched 10 episodes or something, or 11 mm. episodes... Um, Strand, Alicia, Nick. They're my three favorite characters. I'm like, those are the three. I, I'll bet you they're the fan favorites, too. Yeah. I, I know that Alicia and Nick, just they're like the youngest. Not, yeah. That's actually not true. I think I think Chris, the actor plays Chris, might be the youngest. But I know from like a heartthrob standpoint, those are the two that are getting all the media mm-hmm. attention. Yeah. And I think from a character standpoint, Strand, Coleman Domingo is getting... So I feel like I'm kind of in line with what most people think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're just the most satisfying characters. Yeah. Nick is kind of just becoming my favorite character, slowly but surely. Yeah. He's just awesome. I just like that guy a lot, you know? He, well, he's just constantly doing things that you don't particularly expect him to do. Yeah. You, kind of, you, yeah. you know that Chris is going to mess things up. Oh, I can't wait to talk yeah, about that. Oh, my God. <laughs> I wouldn't let him, you know, run an errand. Let right. him, I wouldn't uh, let him make uh, me a ham sandwich. No. He's like, no, like, no, oh, what have you put in there? Cheese. Is that yeah. ham? It's not ham, is it? No, it's cheese. No, it's a foot. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> so do you, think, do you think that Travis in that conversation with Alex mm. when he's trying to sell her the idea that he had to go through the same thing? I know that he's being honest in terms of what he went through. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to make her understand where he's coming from. Yeah. But do you think he has a plan a little bit while he's talking? Like, he's just trying to distract her? I mean, I wonder what he's trying to do. Just trying to get her on his side? Um, I kind of took that as just from a writing standpoint, them trying to tell us a little bit more about sort of why Travis has been a lot more hesitant in Madison than Madison in mm. certain cases. Because right. he mentions Chris and he's, you know, he talks about like how he wanted to be an example for him right. and, and and set this good example um, for his son. But then being in this new world, you know. Like he, it's forced him to in a lot of really uh, compromising positions and he's had to make a lot of difficult decisions. Yeah. And so for me, it just kind of stood out as to, OK, he was doing this, you know, for his son and just all of those experiences together, basically kind of explaining like why he what led him to the decision of, of putting them in the raft and, right. and kind of apologizing. Not really, but just kind of saying, like, look, this is how it is now. And I, I did something that I felt was the best option yeah. for everybody. Um, you know, sorry for, I mean, for just trying to help type of thing. Were you guys surprised that Brendan Meyer, that the kid is dead from the book? I was. I was I was sure he was going to die. You guys were trying, you were explaining to me that you thought that he was going to come back. I, I just couldn't see how he would. He seemed yeah. so dead on the raft. Mm. Very true. I mean, um, maybe I guess we haven't just... seen him die yet, I guess. Yeah, I mean, there's there's nothing to say that, in fact, she's not lying. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Because she, she's clearly, she's not empathic. Yeah. yeah. She doesn't, she just wants to get, she has obviously something now in her mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you say, we haven't seen that he's dead. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised yeah. if he might not be because it, the way that she was describing it, it didn't seem quite right. Yeah, right. Yeah. To how it played out, and it was so descriptive too. Yeah, and yeah. then you think like, okay, we have resources to make 
these gourmet steaks on this boat, but we don't have any type of, you know what I mean? Like any type of medical supplies or anything like that. So, I mean, he could very well still be a lot. I'm not really banking on him making an appearance um, in the future. If anything, it would be more uh, Alex who does. But Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, it was it was interesting. This that whole conversation. I was really trying to pick up Mm -hmm. and figure out what what were they trying to get at with with the interaction between the two of them. Now, so when Travis gets back to the boat, he's going to find a very different son. Yeah. His, his son is coming apart at the seams. Yeah. Uh, Lorenzo James Henry, I believe, is the actor that plays Chris. Mm-hmm. And he's really doing a great job with that. Yeah, um, he is. I'm, I'm really enjoying watching him lose it. Uh, the first the first time when he says to Nick, because he's obviously, Reed is giving him the, Reed's trying to get in his head. Yeah. Um, as Salazar is dressing the wound and all that. Salazar's clearly very comfortable torturing people. That's, yeah. Uh, he's very comfortable doing it's that. Forte, yeah. Yeah, so, so Nick comes down and he sees that Chris is talking to Reed and Reed's getting in his head and he looks at him and he says, if I had pulled that trigger, none of this would have happened. Um, I pulled the trigger, none of this would have happened. And as soon as he said that, I was like, serial killer alert, serial killer alert, we're in a world where you're going to have to come across that same situation. If I didn't do X, somebody wouldn't have died. Yeah. You're going to come across that every two weeks in this world, every week. Um, that's just going to be the way it's going to be. And yeah. clearly he was affected enough by it to just... You know, murder this guy. Or he was going to turn. He was going to turn. No like way. He, you, you can see him already making excuses in his head. Justifying, yeah. You know, justifying everything. Yeah. Like when, we, when they were on land and he was in that, that, you know, crashed plane with the guy. Like, all of the his decisions that he's making now, it's it's him just making excuses for himself and trying to justify it, even though he knows it's tearing him apart. And right. And it's, it's just... Yeah, it, it's it's really interesting to watch. So on the point of view from, of Carol Watch, yeah. you guys recall in season two or three of Walking Dead when mm-hmm. she drags the prisoners out of the prison, burns them alive. Yeah. Um, I think she burns them alive. Uh, but whatever it is, or maybe she just kills them and burns the bodies. But that was her decision. That was her or early on. That was her mm. rationale to take out the trash and do something she thought was necessary. Yeah. At the time, it was like, is she evil? Is she sadistic? What is this? Right. Yeah. Now, she turned out to obviously be a very va- balanced character. Yeah. Um, I wonder if we're seeing the beginnings of, of him. I, I, yeah, I think there's an element there. But I think part of his biggest issue with decision making here is the fact that I think he's trying to part of it is the fact that he's he's spineless yeah. right you know he's not willing to when when the shit hits the fan you know he's not willing to face it but also I think an element of his decisions are where he's just trying to do what he thinks people would want him to do mm-hmm. you know so he's got an a and a b situation and he's right. going like hmm okay what do i think well i would do this but i'm thinking that the other guys might appreciate it and it would make amends for this if i do the other thing right. and it just so happens that every decision he makes makes him an absolute liability. Oh, my gosh. Um, you know, I mean, everybody now knows that he's a massive bullshitter. Well, because so Madison's massive. having that conversation with yeah. him. He keeps saying he was going to turn, he was going to turn. Mm-hmm. And he's like, did I just screw everything up? She's like, we'll yeah. figure it out, we'll mm. figure it out. She's like, no, not at all. And you see the look on her face, Crazy though. Yeah. And the look on her face in that moment is, we're going to have a real problem with this kid. Yeah. This yeah. kid's going to be an issue. There's no question this kid's going to be an issue. And everybody knows it. Yeah. He's a total liability. And I stick to it that he's going to die at the end of the midseason finale. And I he's, feel like he's running out of his, you know, my mom died, so I messed up, and yeah. you know, I'm I'm just in a really dark, angry place right now. Like I feel like they've been kind of giving him passes because of that, yeah. and then that's starting to run thin now. They, what we talked about before with it when we were saying how some of these characters that we thought might bite it in the midseason finale, mm. we were saying that they hadn't developed Ophelia particularly well. Chris was they had started to develop him in this kind of annoying way. <laughs> she still really hasn't been developed. But yeah. Chris is. Chris is developed, and he's losing it. He seems to be breaking. Uh, and a character like that in a show in a situation like this, 
feels like he will die because he'll he'll do something else or he'll put everybody else at risk or himself at risk. I can't see him surviving that long this way. Well, it's it's really interesting because you know there was a, there was a question, there was a conversation tonight where basically it was said that you know when when push comes to shove, because you're not blood, right. You will be the one. You will be yeah, the expendable one. Yeah. And I think he's so got that in the forefront of his mind now. Yeah, that that's an overriding fear. Um, but I think actually the way that he's making the decisions and the shots that he's calling, actually that is going to create. It's going to be a self fulfilling prophecy yeah. because he's going to be he's going to be such a fuck up that yeah. everyone's going to have to take him out, right, yeah. or leave him behind in order to. For the greater good, to Absolutely. save everybody else, so he will just create that situation that will be his own his own downfall. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, everybody's going like you know, he's just he's an annoying character. He's just taking it <laughs> too far. He's gotta go. He's yeah, gotta go. you know, that's Robert what the Kirkman, fans are wanting. He's gotta go. But I'm just wondering if this is a slightly controversial viewpoint. But by the fact that he is so divisive, yeah, will that be a reason to keep him in? Yeah, that's because what I'm you have that visceral. Oh, I'm yeah. gonna kill you, kind of reaction. Do you mean from from the creators? From from the creators and from the audience. Yeah. I would have. This is the thing, though. I think he dies in episode seven, and I think for them to change their mind mm. now, it's too late. That's what I think. I, I just because I can't. I think they will kill someone in the mid season finale. But could I mean? Could he be a case? Could he do a Carol? Could he just go? Ah, I'm actually I'm the albatross around the neck of this group. I'm going to disappear, leave. leave, go away, might, yeah, and, and then, then come, back. come back later yeah. on. He, he does seem a bit like that. I, I started to imagine Chris looking. You know, he had that look on his face. I'm always getting us in trouble, right? Mm. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, and he might do that. So that's yeah. that's actually not a bad. It's not a bad prediction at all. I sort of wonder what the general conversation in the next episode will be between the principal characters. How are we going to handle this kid? What are we going to do about this mm. kid? Yeah. Um, you know, the smart characters, Strand and Salazar. Um, Luis is that that guy with the gun, right? Yeah. yeah. What about all their reactions going to be back on the boat? You know, this kid almost blew the plan. It's amazing that this plan worked. And speaking of the plan with the zombie trade, I mean, yeah. I don't know how Madison went into that situation thinking that was going to work. I mean, it yeah, worked. It but did. It was, yeah, I know. I don't really understand it. Do you? I mean, she went into the situation with no backup. Yeah. She never pulled the gun. She, it just so happened that Connor, they didn't figure out what was going on. Connor and the other guy both got bitten. Mm. Like, I don't know how it worked. Yeah. Well, it was a really interesting piece that she said before she left, actually. And someone's actually asked, oh, is Madison now the captain of the ship? She effectively is. Yeah. And it was an interesting um, conversation between her and Nick, where Nick was going, let me go. I want to go. And she's like, well, that's exactly why I'm not going to let you go. It's because you want to be there. You want to kick ass. And she's like, you're the wrong. And I think that's because she is so reticent. There's that thing in the back of her mind going like, I'm not... I'm not coming here to kill. If right. I have to kill, I have to kill. Right. Yeah. But I'm just here to do the job uh, rather than going in there with a, with a, a battle mentality. And Nick was going to definitely do that. I mean, it's yeah. a great, it's a great, uh, it's a great character actor to see on Mother's Day. You know, mm. it's mother's, right. mother's kicking ass for their kids. Makes a change from giving her chocolates, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> what have you got for your Mother's Day? A zombie. Yeah. Not really what I had in mind. An Amazon voucher would have been lovely. I right. thought that the Travis headbutt in a zombie trade was maybe the best yeah. moment of the whole episode. Yeah. It was a really good moment. There was also the moment when Alicia jumped in the water and she kind of got up and threw her hair back like she was a Vogue model. Mm. That was also a really <laughs> like good Baywatch. moment. Oh my yeah. God, you and her. But, but I thought the Travis headbutt was probably the best moment of the yeah. whole episode. It was very satisfying. Yeah. Um, just like running at someone full speed with your hands behind your back and like, this yeah. is what I got to do. I just got to go full tilt yeah. headbutt. Which I'm like, how do you do that without not without knocking knocking yourself out? out. Yeah, Yeah. I know. I'm like, I'm dizzy just looking at the scene, so I don't know how he pulled. I would have kicked him in the nuts. Why did Madison never take him down? Why did Madison never pull the gun? She was kicking the guy. Travis was fighting with him, but she never pulled the gun. Did she not have it? Was it in the boat? I don't think. Did she? I don't don't know. Did Did she have it? 
a, a gun? She I'm was hit, sure. she and Nick. She had the gun in hand talking to Nick. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure when she was in the boat and he was saying, "Why won't you let me go?" I thought she cocked the gun, and then she said, "Because you want to." I don't know. Does the chat not see the 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 gun? Am I making that? Tell us about the gun, chat room. Tell us about the gun. Tell us. I see. I think for her, it's a case of she she only brings a weapon into play or a physicality into play when she absolutely has to. Right. But that you would know, have been a really, I mean, you know, I mean, at, least, good, at least if you've got a pulling gun, it, it out and, sh- and, you know, pointing at him yeah. saying, like, stop or I'll shoot you, but it, even right. if she doesn't intend to use it. But if you pull it. a gun and the pirates have got guns, they're going to pull guns. Right. But it's only one person at that point, you I know? Mean, it was yeah, just the guy who was fighting Travis. It was just Travis, Travis fighting with her. Mm. So that's interesting. Uh, we'd be, you know, chat, help us out and let us know your, mm. your thoughts on that. But, um, but yeah, I thought, just, just going back to that, too, with Madison, sort of taking um kind of ownership and control over a lot of the situations that were happening on the boat and you know seeing chris and nick and alicia and their their different you know scenes and her basically saying like you know these are my kids these are my kids and and them you know you saw little pieces of all of them um you know the line that uh I think it was uh, nick said that we're not or uh no uh, salazar said that they're not kids anymore you know um you got to kind of let that go. So I think that'll be an interesting um, experience for Madison going forward. Yeah. Having to come to grips with, okay, it might be a situation where I may need Nick to go out and do this and, or Alicia or Chris, if he makes it that long, um, where they're kind of going to have to step up to the plate. So I feel like they're kind of setting her up to be a character who feels like she has to just have her hands on everything and it might become too overwhelming for her. And that might play a really interesting role in, you know, how she's handling things going forward, especially with Travis. Gun update. Uh, Winterwolf915, I don't remember a gun. Mm. Uh, Marilyn Ortiz yeah. says, uh, I just think she didn't want Nick to pull it, mm. so she wasn't going to pull it herself. Mm. Uh, Marisa B, I think she was mostly kicking. There was a lot of kicking yeah, going on. Kicking. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Rico uh, says, maybe she didn't want to take the risk of shooting Travis by accident. Yeah, I get that. Which is fair. Yeah, that's a fair, that's a fair consideration. So, so, good point there. So, speaking of, you mentioned the comment when Madison said that, of, you know, there's four of you, or she didn't say there's four of you, but you, they're kids. And, yeah. and yeah. you have something with kids. So, of the four kids, they're each at a different place, and we're seeing each one of them sort of go through their own process. So, yeah. starting with Nick. Nick seems the best, he, he is the best equipped of the four of them to just live in this world. He, yeah. It's because of his time as a junkie. I think it's because of his time drifting as an almost dead person anyway. <laughs> um, his The risks, we've talked a lot about him, and yeah. we're seeing him really become... Hard, hard to nail him as the Carol character just because mm-hmm. he's just because he already seemed to sort of be that way from the mm. beginning. He was a risk taker. Um, then you have Alicia, and Alicia seems to be the one where she's growing into this role. She's understanding it, but she's yeah. still she still is pretty meek in, this, in terms of not really wanting to get her hands dirty. Yeah, it was a big deal for her to like push that pregnant woman yeah. and, and lock the gate, you know. And she had that knife or, th- or that metal thing in the in her pocket. She could have pulled to hit her with. She's just not quite there yet. Um, I think with, you know, with Chris, he's a becoming a serial killer. He's just, he's like coming part of the same, he's the one who's dealing with the, the worst. And Ophelia, I can't quite pin what we're supposed to think about Ophelia yet. And I want to talk a little bit about her conversation with Daniel. She, she has these interactions with him usually for a minute or two per episode. Yeah. There's a resentment that's that on that's on her end towards him. Yeah. Like she doesn't like who he is. Mm. She thinks that she can't trust him mm-hmm. or that she doesn't know who he is or something. She resents him for just sort of doing what he has to do, it seems like. Yeah. But they're not giving her that much rope yet to actually establish who she is. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about Ophelia? Who is she as a character? I honestly <coughs> and, and and unfortunately, I think that she probably plays into Daniel's character a little bit more. Um, I feel like 
his connection to her, it's probably one of the only reasons why he hasn't jump shipped or yeah. hasn't, you know, double crossed anybody at this point. And I think that we'll kind of see a little bit more about his past. And, you know, I think that her being there is it's kind of like an anchor for him yeah. in, in a certain way. Um, I, I don't really know what function she has outside of that. I'm, I'm not really feeling like a romance is gonna but I think we were kind of talking about that like they mm. might be some type of yeah. necrophilia yeah necrophilia, necrophilia. Yeah, right. <laughs> shout out to our necrophilia uh, <laughs> namer but yeah so I, I think that it's more to play into Daniel's character and how he'll evolve mm. um, you know whether he'll sort of turn south if something does happen to her um, or if she gets captured or, you know, I think it's just sort of helping to, to strengthen the story that's being told about who he is and the character that he'll eventually become. A couple of things in the chat on this, actually. Um, apparently Mercedes tweeted recently um, that there's an important interaction between um, Ophelia and Salazar in the next episode. Um, that's from um, Mardover808. Um, and uh, Marissa B says uh, she thinks that we'll get a Daniel flashback soon, which yeah. would, from what you're saying, actually help fill in yeah. some of those. It's interesting today that he was obviously hearing voices. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, so that was quite interesting. And, so, And what, what language was that? I don't think that was Spanish. No, I didn't... It was something... It, was, it sounded... Uh, I don't even know. Like it sounded. Well, what's their nationality? Do we know? Are they? Are they Colombian? I think they're Colombian. What? Like what? We found out in the know. first I thought season. They were I El Salvadorian. El Salvadorian. I El think Salvadorian. That's, I think that sounds right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it did not sound like Spanish. Mm. It sounded. I want to say like a Middle Eastern type yeah. of language. Yeah, that would be fair. So. Um, yeah, but yeah, like you said, you know, them having a flashback, learning just more about his Daniel. whole past yeah. and what he was talking about in season one mm-hmm. where he had seen all these things and all these things had happened. And I think her resentment towards him, it would make more sense because she's like, did you do anything? You know, I'm just checking to make sure that you didn't go too far. You know, right. so she alludes to that a lot. So I think that they're probably going to show that a lot more um, in future episodes. Going back to the chat, uh, chat again, actually, um, this is from just another average fangirl. I think the voice is Daniel's father. Okay. Hmm. So that could be quite cool. Yeah, I, would, I mean, bit, I would of love a, bit of a Star Wars thing there. I would love to see a Daniel flashback. He has that great moment with Strand too mm. when they're on the, when they're on the bow today, where he says to him, um, "Why did you do that? You have no skin in this." And he yeah. says, "Neither do you." Uh, which again was another one of those characters. They they do like to show the parallels between those two guys. That's yeah. that's a relationship that they've had a lot of fun building. Yeah, uh, and it, it's I hope we get to see the two of them together for a while longer. I think I think you know I've said this before, but I think we're going to see them teaming up. Yeah, seems like it. You know, I think they're going to kind of be you know two really strong characters, which I think you know we might lose a you know a Travis or someone like that to make room for the strength and the and the the size of that dynamic. I mean, yeah, that's you know one of my earlier predictions was Travis yeah. next mm. season and I think I stick with that, but okay. I, it, it's going to depend my completely sticking with that is going to actually come down to Madison and how much more of like the alpha she continues to become cuz she's be really she's really becoming the alpha, the captain of the ship and all yeah. that. Um and I think if she keeps going in that direction, Travis just feels like he'll be the expendable character yeah. as far as those leads go. But it, it'll take a while. I mean, I don't think... I think that's a meaningful death. So that's like a season three death, yeah. not like a season two death. Um, <laughs> it's like, I think it's yeah. season three. feels about right. Yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, so Salazar has the voices. So let's just talk for a quick second before we get into predictions about okay. Madison and Strand yeah. and sort of the, the growing... Uh, I guess mutual respect. Strand mm-hmm. seems to be a little bit almost like afraid of her. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like I can't control this woman. And Luis is like, Strand, what are you doing? What are you doing? I have mm. money for two. And she, Daniel can understand that. He clearly was listening. He could understand what they were saying. Um, so I just wonder, how's that plan going to work? 
How's that playing out, Mark? Um, I didn't really see it so so much as as fear, but just more so respect. Um, you know, and how she was saying, um, you know, like I could have left you out into the water, and you know, last episode when, you know, there we they showed that whole uh, dynamic of him really having respect for people. Like if, if he owed people, he had to to pay them back and mm. pay them a debt. Um, so I think that he just kind of respects her a lot more in, in the sense of like, okay, I kind of got to play by the rules because these are, are my rules that I set up for myself. And she is taking a lot more charge yeah. of the situation. Absolutely. Um, even if she doesn't seem to have like a really strong or clear plan, she's just so assertive about it and yeah. like, no, this is happening. And it's kind of hard to argue with that, especially when you're, you know, shivering and, you know, just been rescued by this yeah. woman. I think I think for for Strand, a lot of it is is respect, and I think a lot of it is what he does with people. We've seen this a few times. Is he pushes people to the brink where right. they will either break, or it will bring something out of them. Yes. yes, and I think he's seeing that with her, where she's just you know, she's just got a big old pair of balls now. Yeah, you know, she is strong, and she's stronger than most of the men. Yeah. on there. So we're seeing her develop. We're seeing Nick develop. And I just think that he kind of goes like, fair, fair enough. Yeah, right. You know, you're you're my equal. Uh, yeah, you bought yeah. yourself. Uh, out yeah, you've got to you've got to go through that darkness with him to to come out the other side, and you're either a winner or you're a loser. And I think he sees that rather than go head to head with her and face off with her, and there be a power struggle with her. Yeah, he's kind of like, let's just. Let's yeah. just do it together. Which, which strength in numbers. Which is why when you talk about the conversations that are going to happen between Luis Strand mm. and Salazar about Chris, that's going to be an interesting conversation because there's no way, there's no way he's going to look at the situation and he's going to say that kid brings value. Here's a thought. Yeah. Because there's so many of them and they can only take a few through. Is Chris going to sacrifice himself? Maybe. I mean, I it, it might. Mm. That could very well be. The thing is, they only have money for two, and there's like nine of them or something. So I don't think him. He might sacrifice himself as a mm. martyr, but not actually, like you know, not actually uh, solve anything. Yeah. Um, he, he to me feels like the most obvious candidate for the midseason death. It just yeah. still, it just really feels that way. Um, I like to see. I, I definitely like to see the respect growing between Strand and Madison. Let's uh, let's get into Carol watching predictions, guys. Okay. Yeah. And now you're after Buzz TV. All right, so first and foremost, we will play the Carol Watch game. Hashtag Carol Watch on Twitter. You guys let us know who you think is the character that is undercover developing to be the biggest badass. Uh, I think leading candidates in this camp thus far have been, well, Leisha on my end. Uh, I think we've all agreed Nick is sort of like, Nick, Strand, and Daniel, it's hard to really... potential. It's hard to pin them as Carols because they all kind of had balls to begin with. Yeah. Uh, Maybe Nick more so than the other two, but Strand and and Daniel, they're just badasses. Yeah. So... uh, I, I believe it's sort of been Nick and Alicia have been the favorites. And then one of you said Chris at one point, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought Chris for a really, really long time. But um, I can see him kind of going on more of a, a deep-end Negan type of, of direction. Um, but, uh, yeah. Does Madison qualify? Does she qualify as... as- I She's my vote this week. <laughs> yeah. I would say that. Mostly because she... There was just a lot... They put a lot of emphasis on her thinking that her kids are kids yeah uh, and then she she was just a lot of mothering a lot of you know overprotectiveness mm. and i think that that there's going to be a breaking point to where she kind of has to realize like okay i have to let go of that and mm. i think that that's going to mess with her yeah. a lot like if she loses one of the kids or if something happens um and i see a lot of parallels between her and carol just yeah. because she was very much the same way you know very protective very yeah. like motherly and then when she lost that 
then she's kind of like, well, I kind of have nothing else left to lose, so let's just I, let the I, reins go. I'm with you. I pick Madison this week. Um, as much as Alicia is, she's definitely growing in the show, and they're doing a great job with her, she still feels a ways away to me from mm-hmm. being that character, whereas Madison... You know, she started in the school afraid to, afraid to even hit the zombie. She didn't know what to do. Um, and now she's the one who's taking charge. She's telling Strand how it is. She's captain the boat. She's taking the gun. She's taking doing the, the zombie. zombie trade. Yeah. She was the one who did the zombie trade. That's yeah. a ballsy move. Yeah. Um, she, I think she's, yeah, she's my pick this week. I'm going to go with Ophelia. Oh, okay. Mm. You think she's lurking. She's lurking. I think she's lurking. And I think that whatever's going on with Saladon, someone said that potentially actually it could be mental health, which would be an interesting... Mm. could be schizophrenic. It could be an interesting line. Yeah. And we haven't had that in the show. Um, I think that she's going to come through, and I think there's going to be something that... A decision she's going to have to make or a situation that she will be forced into where she's going to have to make some big choices, which she hasn't had to do right. to this point, really. Everyone else has had big decisions to make and big situations to deal with. Yeah. She hasn't had that. And I think that that is where she's going to become. It's like for Carol when, you know, you saw her having to kill her daughter and stuff like that very yeah. early on in The Walking Dead. I think she's got one of those moments to come that's just going to click. Yeah. And she's going to have to to step up, step out, do something bold. Yeah. So I, that she's going to be my guest for Carol Watch this week. Fair All enough. Right. Uh, you guys share your thoughts in the chat. Share your thoughts on Twitter. Let us know. You've been great the last few weeks letting us know. Hashtag Carol Watch. Who you think that character is going to be? What about general predictions, guys? I, I'll I'll jump in with the big two that I mentioned already, which is end of end of the mid season finale. Chris dies. Yeah. Season three, Travis dies. Those are both ones that I've talked about before. Um, and then I I they didn't really give me a whole lot of faith in the Ophelia Nick romance. Yeah. So I don't Nick know. Ophelia is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> how dying. I feel about that. Um, one thing that I did forget to point out okay. was that in an interview with Good Morning or uh, Good Day LA, mm. uh, Mercedes Mason made a comment about her relationship to Alicia mm. uh, b- being an important one and, and their relationship in the show growing. Mm. Um, and obviously because, because Alicia had played a lesbian character in another show, the internet blew up and was like, what does that mean? Yeah. And she did clarify. She said, not that kind of relationship, much more more of like a sisterly type of thing. Yeah. But the fact that she's saying that there's going to be room for that does lead me to believe they're going to develop Ophelia. She's not at risk for the mid-season finale. Uh, and I, I think Ophelia's here to stay for a while. Interesting. Um, I think we're going to see Jack coming back. Okay. I don't think we're going to wait too long. I don't think we've seen um, the last of Alex mm-hmm. from The Raft. I think she's going to come back. Yep. Um, I think we're going to see something with the pregnant woman. They're not going to just leave that there. Right. She's going to get out of that cell. Someone's going to let her out, and I think we're going to see some sort of collusion there. And I think that's where Jack's going to have to make a choice, because there's going to be the three of them, and Jack's going to have to decide who to you know who he wants to be with and who he wants to save and who he wants to, to kill. So I think there's that. Um, and also I think we're going to see... Um, Chris, he's got to make up for his cock up this week. Yeah. I mean, that was just, you know, rookie zombie era. I mean, everyone knows everyone knows that he's full of shit now. Yeah. So I think he's going to have to do something, either sacrifice himself or make some sort of ridiculous sacrifice to try and redeem himself in a way. Because right now, he has no collateral. He's got yeah. nothing. Right. Um, I'm feeling like Luis and Salazar... That might be an interesting um, head-to-head. Because yeah. he understood what he said, and he was listening to what yeah. he said. And I thought that was interesting that he mm. didn't tell Madison right. that, about that. So I think that, you know, them being at the boat and, and somebody shooting, you know, and them all hiding. Um, I think it's going to come to a situation where, they're like, you got to choose two people. And they're probably going to want to kill the other ones off just to make it easy. Um, 
so I think that Strand, Madison, Salazar, and Luis are going to have a really interesting interaction with I each mean, other. I mean, what if they get there and, and it's a whole firefight to let two people in? Two people get in and then the others don't get let in. They have to go on their There way. are calls that yeah. are going to have to be made and you're going to have to remember that Strand, with the guy that we saw last week, yeah. he's going to have to pick a side. Yeah. There's going to be a loyalty thing there because yeah. this dude's waiting to, for him to come home. Yeah. And... There are nine people. Yeah. Provided, I mean, provided there is even a home to go to. Right. We, we, yeah. don't, we don't know. In this world, everything goes wrong, so uh, we, we really don't know what's yeah. going to happen. Gonna, yeah. yeah, it never goes smoothly, does it? No, it doesn't. Never. Organizing your diary in a zombie apocalypse must be a bloody nightmare. <laughs> Dear diary. So that's going to pretty much do it for us this week, guys. Yeah. Thank you so much for Busy. once again watching and tuning in and, and joining the conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, if you guys want to follow along with any one of us and let us know your thoughts as you're watching or listening to this during the week, uh, we will be here next week to answer your questions. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Ben Bateman Media. Hey, guys, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Ashley underscore Chapman, and on Facebook, Ashley Chapman. Thanks for watching tonight. And I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Showbiz Simon. And you can also find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash This Is Simon Thompson. Done and done. We'll yeah. see you Thank guys you. next Sunday. See you guys. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.